Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week. Well, I guess, I guess two weeks. I guess two weeks. It's been two weeks because I took a little vacay. So welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast and mine, 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast with me, your host, Tanya Candler. It is your big bowl of podcast awesomeness. I don't care if you're listening to the morning, the afternoon, the night, the middle of the night, the middle of the morning, whenever, whether you're out moonbathing, whatever you're doing, <laughs> making moon water. I'll talk about that later. Whenever you're listening to it, I hope you're having a great time. But, you know, I'm back after two weeks or, you know, after, you know, I'm missing an episode last week. So I guess that's like two weeks for me. It was only a week that I took off, but it feels like two weeks because I don't normally take time off. I'm not one of those people that's like, I'm on a vacation all the time. It's hard because I'm one of those people that's always switched on most of the time. Like 99% of the time I'm switched on and I can't help it. I'm just one of those people. And if you're one of those people, you will know exactly what I mean. If you're, if you're not, that's cool too. And you won't know what I mean, but I'm sure you'll know people that are like switched on. They just can't seem to turn themselves off. I keep making these mud water lattes and and iced mud waters and stuff like that. They're great after a run or a walk or a hike or anything. They're just great to rejuvenate your brain. Again, I love mushrooms. Everybody knows that. But it's been, like I will say, it's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful vacation week. Albeit really, really friggin' hot. Like almost every day's been, the health unit's been, there's a heat advisory, there's a heat advisory. It's over 40 degrees Celsius. So if you do the Fahrenheit conversion, just go on Google and do it. I'm not doing it for you. I don't do math for you. It's not my job. <laughs> math is not my, my strong suit. But it's been hot. And so there's been, I've been like challenging myself in the hot weather, which I don't know is like smart or not smart with asthma, but whatever. It is what it is. I do what I can. So it's been the perfect mix of vacation and staycation and, and raycation and paycation and all those things for me. It's been a, it's been a good, good uh, week and it's been good time off. It's been a good time to reflect and kind of spend time with the family, also spend time alone and just kind of get those things together and regroup, have a few Zoom meetings. It, it wasn't a hundred percent like a vacation. I took a few like calls and I took a few meetings and stuff like that because sometimes you just like need to, but like, you know, I'm back to now, like after Monday, I have to start answering emails again and doing all those things and just on a little, you know, vacation, needed it, feel much better. I think you always feel better after you have a vacation. And you don't have to just take a vacation in the summer. You can take a vacation anytime you want. I don't know. What were your favorite places to vacation growing up or your favorite places to vacation even now? Do you like to fly somewhere like on a plane, go somewhere warm and kind of tropical? Do you like somewhere that's like really heavily populated and there's like a big, you know, scene, like a dance scene or like a festival scene, you know, something huge like Bonnaroo or something like that? Scratching my nose. The allergies suck around here in this town of full of allergies and smog. I feel like I live by the smoggies. I mean, do you prefer to be in that, in that, uh, in that environment? Do you want to be surrounded by people for your vacation? Do you want to be really high energy? Or are you the kind of person who wants to like slow down and wants to go into like the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi, no cable? Like you want to go like off the grid 
go away from people like like really rough it like go into the middle of the forest build your own cooking oven out of you know uh like fire bricks and a and a grate you know my friends do that when they go camping and stuff like that like how much do you want to have a vacation or do you want to have a little bit more luxury and put your feet up or like what do you want to do i like it kind of in between like if i'm camping i would prefer not to camp in a tent I'm not trying to be a bitch. I'm just telling you the way I like it. And the way you like it is the way you like it. It is what it is. You are you. You like what you like. I like camping. I would rather camp in like a camper van or a, you know, like a motor camper, motor home thing, you know, van truck, <laughs> camper van, anything like that, that has like a bed and a few more amenities. Some of those, I've seen some of those van life things like some of those things are banging. Those are boss. Like some of those people have converted old school buses. I watched a documentary where this couple got an old school bus and they converted it completely. They did a beautiful job. Like I'm talking like I was blown away. It, it blew my head off. I was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there. It was amazing just watching how uh, like they took something that was like seemingly a hunk of junk to someone and they repurposed it and made it very useful for themselves and made themselves a home for themselves and their dog and it was just such a cute documentary watching their journey and watching you know what they could do and how much of the uh, what they had around them they could use and repurpose to to build their kind of like their dream and, and just go for it and it shows you to, to just go for it man when it comes to cottages and and going out cottaging i like cottaging but for me i it has to be like in the middle of nowhere it has to be by water i have a very special connection to water i don't know if it's just being like an aquarian or like my dad really liked the water we were really like polywogs as kids especially me like i couldn't get out of the pool or you couldn't get me out of the lake like i just i didn't want to come out i just always wanted to go swimming that was every single summer for me and so, of course, uh, the week that just passed, we took the kids to the beach. We went to the beach, a uh, beach where I spent many a summer as a kid, right along the St. Huron, St. Huron, St. Huron, St. <laughs> Joseph's, but obviously Lake Huron, right across that kind of shoreline down there. Um, that's the beach that I grew up on because my cottage was kind of by St. Joseph and Zurich area almost between Bayfield and St. Joseph. So we took them to this beach that I used to go to when I was a kid. And uh, it was a blast. And the great thing is for me, it's like they got to play and I got to play with them. We got to go swimming together. You know, like Rob got to go swimming with them. Like we got to do a whole family thing. I got to do a little bit of writing like from like myself. I got to do a little bit of recording, songs, you know, smithing. I got to do a little bit. I got to do some stuff, got some things done, some photography, dinking around. Everything, you know, had like purpose. We did some day tripping, went to some different cool like little places and things like that. They were all kind of like outside places that were really neat that we could kind of tour and like the kids were really into. Uh, I went for a very, very, very challenging hike. I'm not going to use the word hard. Because it wasn't hard. It was a challenge. And I conquered that challenge. I'll talk about it later. But I say, ah. I'm going to the cottage. I'm going to a cottage. I've put it on my Instagram. I've talked about it a little bit and I've talked about like wanting to be secluded. When it comes to cottages, yeah, I like to be secluded. By a hospital, 
obviously. Even my cottage growing up was like within half an hour of a hospital. So that's kind of like the, the gauge that I like to use. Be secluded, be, but, but be close enough to a town, a big enough town that has a hospital to handle whatever you got going on so you can figure it out. I mean, the healthcare system is a fucking mess no matter what. <laughs> For the next four years, we're fucked over here in Ontario, but we'll, we'll deal with that as we are, as we go. <clears throat> as I said, but like I say, we are going to head up to a cottage. We're going to head up north about you know a few hours north and the the cottage is you get there you drive up you walk about like 32 42 steps down you're at the cottage you walk you know 70 more steps down from that you're like at a private dock and i mean your your neighbors aren't around for like i'm talking miles your closest neighbor is a couple miles away so you have your own private dock. There's a couple of kayaks and some paddle boats and, you know, PFDs because when you're in the water and you're at a cottage, I cannot stress this more than fucking Bob Seger would stress this. Like he, Bob Seger is obsessed with water safety. And when I'm eager for some Seger, I'm going to tell you, I'll put on a Bob Seger record and put on a life jacket. Like seriously, that's how much he loves it. But no, really, in all seriousness, water safety is especially important, especially when you have kids and things like that, like that. Like we don't drink, so there's not like, you know, boating and drinking or anything like that. So you don't have to be worried about being like drunk on the water and being, you know, out of your mind and falling over in a boat. And But still there's things you can run into. People can get hyper and fall off a boat. So personal flotation devices for everybody, if you're going to be on any kind of watercraft, is imperative. That is my serious personal advice. You can take that from me. Wear your life jackets, people. It could save your life. It could save your life. So, like I say, it's a great, quiet cottage. It's going to be beautiful. It's got a nice, quiet lake. There's no motors. There's no motorized boats like a like um around like on the lake they don't allow it so you're allowed to have like canoes and kayaks and paddle boats and things of that nature but this place is so quiet and so kind of secluded they don't want to hear any motors on the lake it's like where you want to go where you want to be quiet they has a hot tub and a couple of different decks and like a deck for entertainment and a deck for a fire and then there's a fire pit another place down it's I'm looking forward to it. It's it's going to be nice. It's going to be quiet. Fortunately, do which is crazy, and I didn't think it would because it's so remote. Has Wi-Fi, really good Wi-Fi, and a strong connection too. And we obviously I have my hotspot, so I think I'm going to do a podcast from up there because I think it would just be wild, and I think it would just be fun to do a podcast on the dock. Come to even if it's something mini and fun and weird. I think that will 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 be fun. Do you like? to slow down on your vacations or do you like to be busy and do something like 24 seven? Cause like for the last couple of years, our yearly vacation was like Disney world before the pandemic and Disney world is a vacation. Don't get me wrong. 100% of vacation. So much fun. Like one of my favorite rides to go on there is the haunted mansion. I love the haunted mansion, everything from the music, like from when you start to line up to go on the Haunted Mansion attraction. I don't want to really, really call it like a ride. I don't call any of the things at Disney World like a ride. They're all really attractions to me because they're attractive. There's something to be attracted to. Your, your eyes are attracted. Your senses are attracted. You're immersed, basically. It's an immersive experience, I find, when you go to Disney World. And I'm always transported back to like being like a little kid, even though I was never there when I was a little kid. 
it puts you in a childlike sort of state and a state of mind and a feeling you just it's a feel good warm fuzzy all glad all over sort of feeling <clears throat> i don't know how often people get that feeling but definitely from a disney world vacation you get that but they're busy vacations because you're always doing something right so like i say even like going to the haunted mansion is an experience from the time you line up and the greeters kind of greet you there and you go through the lineup and you see all the different like the heads from the you know, different grim grinning ghosts and you see the pipe organ and you see the different graves and you see you know kind of like the eyes opening and if you really pay attention you can see there's a few animatronic things going on there's a grave like an homage to like mr toad and stuff in there there are a few little easter eggs on the haunted mansion ride that people that don't know disney world trivia or don't know disney world well or maybe don't know or like that kind of thing wouldn't get it but you know there's some hidden mickey things around there's some cool stuff i mean pay attention to that kind of stuff in disney world it's cool so many cool things but i feel like i say like it's so busy when you do go to disney world after you go to disney world it's like you need a vacation from your vacation at disney world like one to slow down because at disney world it's like how i am it's all the time it's like you're turned on 24 7. you're up at like five o'clock in the morning because you got to drive to the park have the breakfast do this do this do this do this and the gates open at this time the ferry goes over because i don't like taking the monorail let me tell you about the fucking monorail and the first time i took the monorail at disney world it was the first time I'd ever been to Disney World and I was 34 years old. Okay, so this was five years ago because I'll be 40 in January. And holy shit, Rob didn't tell me about a monorail going up in the air. I didn't know how we got from like the parking lot to the actual Magic Kingdom. I didn't know you had to go over water. And I also didn't know there was a ferry boat you could take either. He made me take the monorail. Okay. Bitch do not like heights. Basic bitches like me don't like heights. We like pumpkin spice lattes. We like anything with pumpkin spice in it. But we don't like heights. And I was like, when, how do we, I, well, I'm on it. And I'm trying not to panic because I don't want to panic in front of the kids. You don't want to show that side of yourself to your kids because then they'll panic too. So I'm like trying to be like super cool mom. And I'm just like. So when is this thing going to get down? Are we going to get down soon? Is this thing come down? Are we going to get down? And now he tells me the next time we go, he wants to try the new like pergolas that are like floating up in the air that always like get stuck. I'm like, I don't think so, Buster Brown. I'd even go on the monorail. I would even brave the fucking disgusting, dirty ass monorail. It smells like pee and misery before I would go on one of those pergola things. Forget that shit, that's horrifying. Whoa! Take me on the ferry boat any day. I love the boat. I love the wind blowing through my hair as I go to the Magic Kingdom. I love the dock. I love the way you go in. I love the captain. I love boats, man. My dad was a boat captain. Of course I'm gonna wanna take the ferry boat over and you should too. It's the bomb, no one can smoke on it, even though sometimes people do in line. And I just go Bleh! <laughs> Now they're going to think that I have the Rona. So they're going to be really scary the next time. I'm going to be a horror the next time I go back to Disney World. <laughs> I'll be that coughing scary lady with all the like the gross Kleenex in her purse. Just kidding. I'll have it in a fanny pack or something. <laughs> but like I say, we used to go yearly. 
And thank God they've changed their food plans because, oh my God, we used to go there. And I remember one year we got like the regular dining plan where it was like one meal in the cafeteria at your resort, one meal at the restaurant at your resort, and the rest of the meals at a restaurant at a park, like in the park. Or, I mean, you could, you could, you could choose to have like a quick meal too. You could have like a hot dog and a hamburger from like a, a counter service place, but we always chose like sit down places. So one year we got like the premium deal and I was like, I wonder what that's like. Rob's like, well, it's not that much more. Let's try it. Ah. We gave it a try. There was so much food. I felt like we were in an eating competition. And at the time it was the wine and food festival. And at the time, we still drank alcohol at the time because this is like more than three years ago. Like this is like before I was like sober. Not that I drank to excess like after I had kids or anything like that, but I'd still have a beer once in a while. And it just wasn't agreeing with me like in the right way. So we were like, you'd get like two or three drinks with your meal and then you'd have to have like two appetizers, one each. And this is like the kids too. And then you get like an entree and then you have like a second entree. Like you each order an entree. Like we could easily split an entree. They were huge. And then the kids all got the same. And then you get like a dessert and then like second breakfast and a salad and like bread. And it was, it was nuts. And so now being plant-based, the kids not, I don't know what it's going to be like there, but apparently, apparently Disney World has more plant-based options. And speaking of more plant-based options, I was talking this week about doing more spin-off shows. I'm not doing one. I'm not doing two. I'm doing, but three, three, count them. Uno, dos, tres. Three spin-off shows from 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast. And I mean, they'll be available on YouTube and things like that, but they'll also be linked to Patreon one of the spinoff shows, I'm ready to spill the beans on that because I started filming a pilot the other day and evening to uh, a cooking show. And it's going to be kind of a welcome to my heavy metal hippie because I always say I'm a heavy metal hippie. My heavy metal hippie kitchen. I'm going to have some amazing kind of plant-based recipes for you. I'm going to take all your favorite kind of things and junk foods and things that you probably thought you couldn't make vegan. You can use meat if you want to but I'm going to make them plant-based. You can use whatever you want. That's the beauty of it. So we're going to kind of have like a fun musical kitchen where I cook with you. I'm going to make something for me. I'm going to make something for you. I think my first recipe might be like a magic mushroom shawarma because everybody knows I love mushrooms and I love magic. I love the Grateful Dead. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. You've seen some pictures on my Instagram. I'm wearing Elton John sunglasses, looking like I'm kind of crazy. Things are going on that you don't know, but I'm saying things are going to be linked to, like I say, a Patreon page. There's going to be a cookbook as well. I've been asked a few times about putting out a cookbook. So you know what? You're going to get what you want, but it's going to be virtual. I'll put it online. There'll be a QR code you can scan. A cookbook is a good thing. If even if you can't, you know, get down with the recipe while you're watching the video, I'll make sure the, 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 the recipe is available to you and you'll be able to do it too. You'll be able to cook it too, no matter how you want to do it, whether you want to do it with meat or you want to do it without meat, vegetarian, whether you want to do it plant-based, completely vegan, 
do it whether you want to do it keto there will be an option for you on the heavy metal hippie kitchen with 21st century rocker mom i think that you're gonna love it i'm having a lot of fun filming it and it's something that rob and i have actually been collaborating on because we decided to do a collaboration when it came to like a spin-off show so i said do you want to kind of do this together? So this is something that we've done kind of like 50 50 because we don't get a chance to work together as often as we'd like to because of, you know, schedules like conflicting schedules, his work schedule and my work schedule. And this was something that we could make happen. So we made it happen. And so I think you're going to have a blast with this. I know we're having a really fun time with it and we're eating some really good food at the same time. So <laughs> In no shock or surprise, obviously, all I've been doing this like vacation is I mean, I've done a lot of cooking. I've done a lot of eating. We've been doing a lot of recipe testing. So it's been like, order this, order this, get this from the grocery store, get this from the grocery store. I need this. I need this applewood smoked vegan cheddar. Like I do this queso. You're going to see about this queso soon. I, I, I nailed the perfect vegan queso recipe. You wouldn't even know this was vegan. It tastes like pump cheese or it tastes like the queso you get from like Kidoba or Quesada or Taco Bell or like good, really actually good quality pump cheese, like really good. And you can put chilies in it or whatever you want to do. You don't have to make it hot. You can just make it cheesy and smoky. But I'm telling you, when I put this video with this queso, you're going to blow your mind off. You're going to be like, what? How? How does this taste like real cheese? Anyways, <laughs> but recipe testing, like I can say, it, recipe testing is fun and filming is fun. It's just so funny because like filming is so different than what I do normally with like the podcast because the, the, the podcast is just me talking to you. Uh, you're either listening to it or you're watching it on YouTube. But the, the, the cooking show is, it's me talking to you, but it's a little bit more fast paced and it's, you know, I'm moving around and doing stuff a little bit more and I'm a little bit more hyper and it's a little bit more fast paced than I would say the podcast is because their recipes, they're a little bit quicker than the podcast. Nobody wants to sit there and watch a recipe video for an hour. That's boring. No one wants that. 15 minutes though, 20 minutes, five minutes even. That's an easy peasy way to get a recipe down. It's fun. And I'm hanging out with you. We're cooking together. It's fun. You get to come into my kitchen and be part of my home. And I get to share a recipe with you. What's better than that? We get to we get to have a meal together. If we can't have a meal together and sit down and like I say, break bread properly in person. Why not on the internet? Like I say, it's uh it's been a fun different experience and now you're also gonna get a little music like i say maybe a little i'm not a hundred percent i'm sure and ready to like reveal the things about my band yet because i'm really sensitive about the music thing a few people i've talked to and a few people know about the band there's like literally like a handful of people like like this handful right here that many people that know about the band who's in the band there's no shows planned right now or anything like that. It's just more in a major development stage and we're like writing and stuff like that, which is really cool. But obviously we can't do it all together right now because of we don't all live in the same place, number one. But number two, it's like COVID's crazy again and people are traveling, people are all over the place. So we've been doing our best to do what we're doing 
separately. And again, the scheduling conflicts. It's people are busy. The summer's busy. People are playing a lot of shows too. So if it's musicians you have that are also in other bands and other projects, they're, you know, they're doing stuff too. I'm loving a lot of two pieces lately. I'm seeing so many two pieces that I like and seeing so much sound out of two pieces. I'm just like, maybe I should start a two piece band. Who knows? But anyhow, like I'm not ready to spill the beans on this band quite yet, but you will be hearing something pretty far out from us pretty soon. It's very far the fuck out. Very far out, kind of longer jams. You're going to see, you're going to, you're going to feel it. Like you're seriously going to feel it. It's a vibe. It's not music. It's a vibe. Speaking of far out, I want to talk about Rock the Park. Rock the Park this year. Rock the Park this year. In London, Ontario, we have a Rock the Park almost every year. For the last couple of years, obviously, COVID has prevented that. This year, I know a lot of people that went. They did not have a great experience at Rock the Park. While the artists were great. Nothing about the artists. The music was great. The bands were great. What about the fucking mall cops at security making people dump out their fucking bags, dump out their water bottles? And I'm talking these are on 40 degree days that we're having weather advisories, water advisories, cooling stations, places for people that are economically challenged and down on their luck to go and cool off so they don't suffocate in the heat outside and die in the fucking elements because, you know, they're living in a tent that's subsequently being ripped up by fucking cops. More on that later. I'm not going to get there, but like, seriously, you go to a concert and it's capitalism at its finest. You get searched by a fucking mall cop. What authority does a security guard have to search your person or touch you and also tell you to dump out your snacks and your sustenance and your water in your bag so you can subsequently go buy a, a container that's wasteful at rock the park at one of these events for five dollars or so and then refill it with their water for 50 cents or so every time you want to refill it and they're capitalizing on you they're taking your snacks what if you're the kind of person who has dietary restrictions and you can't have anything that they have at rock the park and you just want to pack your own kind of you know trail mix or pack your own you know cookies pack your own cakes pack your own snacks pack your own chips pack your own whatever what if you're like my son not like i'd take him to rock the park he's seven but i mean like Rock the Park's for adults. There's a lot of, you know, pot smoking and stuff going on there. I, it's, it's adults letting their hair down and having a good time. I don't think, to me, Rock the Park is not a family-friendly event. There are a lot of concerts that are. But Rock the Park, I think it's for, for the grown-ups. Just my opinion, a humble opinion, but only mine. But I had friends at Rock the Park, and they they had to dump out all their, their, their food and their drinks and everything like that. It was fucking ridiculous. Like, it's just such capitalism, and it pisses me off. And, of course, they get patted down by security. That's, like, fucking ridiculous. Again, ridiculous. And, but, you know, you can buy fucking french fries and hamburgers and all kinds of bullshit at Rock the Park, but you can't, like, you know smuggle in a veggie burger that's what i'd try to do that's totally what i would do but here's the thing they were making people like not making any allowances for people that had disabilities so if you have diabetes like my son guess where your juice boxes go in the garbage you can buy juice at rock the park that's fucking disgusting especially it's disability pride month july is 
Pride Month for persons living with disabilities and having pride in your disability. How is that helping anyone with a disability? That is fucking ableism and it's disgusting. It's discrimination, not against just disabled people, against humans. What's wrong with someone bringing a bag of peanuts to a concert or, you know, bringing a bag of cranberries or trail mix or pumpkin seeds or get a fucking life. Anytime I've been to a Rock the Park event, I have told the mall cop security guards to fuck off. They have no authority to search me. They can't touch my body. They can't tell me to dump out my bag or anything like that. I'll walk through a metal detector to make sure I don't have any guns or weapons or knives or anything like that on my person to keep others safe and things of that nature. But do not touch my body or look inside my bag. That's not your fucking business. Whether I've got my underwear in there or it's a tampon, it's none of your goddamn business. I'm not going to kill anybody with a Kotex, you stupid assholes. So there have been concerts that are being put on, wonderful, great outdoor shows that are family friendly, like, and they can bring the kids, bring the whole family, no admission, or, you know, there's donations that are in more idyllic settings. In beautiful settings. Some of them are in the city, outside the city. Some of my, my, my favorite bands are playing. I'm really excited to see some bands, some London bands and some local bands and see these bands outside. I'm actually excited to bring my kids. I'm still not at the point where I'm ready to be unmasked around people. I know a lot of people have gone to some concerts lately and got some COVID. I don't have time for that shit right now. Strap my mask on. My kids throw their mask on go see a concert at six o'clock at night. What's wrong with that? And I'm going to see a cool band. I'm going to see a friend's band actually that is playing and they are called Prism Tape Philosophy. And it is a friend of mine and it's actually Howie Zowie, your friend from CHRW 94.9 CHRW. One of the best radio stations ever. And if you don't listen to the Howie Zowie show, there's something fucking wrong with you. Howie Zowie. I first met Howie Zowie back in, oh God, the 90s. The 90s with D. Snyder. He was, he was D. Snyder's like morning man. He was his buddy on the radio. And I've talked about this before on the podcast. Howie Zowie was his assistant there. And he's really, really nice to us. And he's, I always remembered him because he was super respectful. Now him and his wife, Vera, are amazing. They do all kinds of things for the London music scene and the art scene here in town. He has a band called Prism Tape Philosophy. I'm really excited to go see them. They're playing at actually both of these art fests and music fests that I'm headed to, one in August and one in September. They're really going to be fun. But again, it's donation only. You can bring water bottles and, you know, bring your own drinks and things like that. It's family friendly. The kids can go. There's something, you know, kind of for everyone. It's not a capitalist money making money grabbing event and i respect that i think that should be what music is i think music isn't accessible enough i think musicians aren't accessible enough i don't think shows are accessible enough i don't think outdoor shows are accessible enough you know porch shows backyard shows i think those kind of things are are underestimated and underappreciated and we don't get enough of that kind of entertainment more people had a show on their front lawn and you know invited their neighbors over to maybe put a lawn chair on their lawn, maybe more neighbors would get along or they had one in their backyard, had their neighbors say, come on over, bring a lawn chair, bring a, you know, a beer if you want to. I don't like that around my house, but disguise it in something. Don't drink around my kids. Get away from me. But like, you know, use your porch as a, as a, as a stage and 
invite some people over, have them in, in chairs and let them sit in your backyard, have an outdoor concert for them. If we had a little bit more of that going on, we'd be hearing some more, you know, you know, good local musicians because the club scene is not as great as it was, you know, when it was, in my humble opinion. There's a lot of great bands and they're just not getting exposure. So a lot of these outdoor festivals have a great roster of a lot of bands that are really awesome and a lot of local bands that may not be getting as many shows and now here they are and you get to finally get a chance to see them so that's exciting for me to go see concerts again so it's cool it's cool and when music and art come together i think it kind of equals magic and there's been a lot of music and art festivals in london i know there was an art festival like last week and there was some kind of art downtown i think that's why i like music and art so much like when they come together the magic that it makes is really undeniable. You can't, you can't, you can't really you can top it. Like when you combine those two things, and that's why I signed on to do a music and art project with a friend of mine. Uh, he is an artist, and uh, he's an artist that I've liked for a very, very long time. I really, really like his work. It's very, very creative. It's very dark. So he's obviously an artist after my own heart. <laughs> and I'm going to be doing some music and stuff and work with him. And some of his art, and we were, it's funny because we were on a Zoom call the other night and uh, we were talking about realistic expectations when you're an artist and what people expect from you when you're an artist and how much pressure there is put on you as a freaking artist and as a creator and as, as those kinds of things. And I said, you know, my expectations, you know, kind of what's your timeline and what's your expectation? I said, well, my expectation, you know, for my album, for instance, is about like five years. And he looked at me and took a big sigh of relief. I thought he was going to freak out for a second. And he took a big sigh of relief and he went, whew. He's like, because, you know, my, my timeline for this, you know, project is similar, shorter, but similar. I said, you know, people, he goes, you know, people freak out when they hear, you know, I want to do this in two years or three years or five years or this is three years, you know, you know, this, this three years is a long time. Oh, five years is a long time. You can't do this. I said, you know, that's a really realistic expectation for someone like me because I think awesomeness and greatness and creativity and organic stuff like that can't be rushed i think you have to just let it flow and let it flow as it does and sometimes it's like drip drip drop and then other times it's like a deluge and you get all this crazy information you get all these ideas and it just sinks into the void all you know at the same time kind of smacks you in the head that's at least what happens to me like one day it's like empty in there like an empty fishbowl and then the next day, it's all filled up with water and goldfish. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? But like I say, for, for me, five years for an album, a full album, is not an unrealistic goal. That's like kind of normal for me. That's what I'm aiming for. Like we live in an instant gratification society. Everything is like a text message or an instant message or a DM or an email away. I'm sorry. If you want something fucking awesome, you might have to wait. Patience is a virtue it's a virtue that a lot of people don't have i used to not have a lot of patience at all some days i have zero patience but i find with like children and a dog and life and age i find you find that patience and you dig deep and, and you get that patience and i mean sometimes you gotta dig really deep to get that patience oh jesus you gotta get real deep to get that fucking patience but Sometimes all you need is a little patience. Seriously. Seriously. Sometimes all you need is a little patience. Sometimes it's nice. 
to like slow down and do those things that are a bit slower paced that we never used to do or that we don't think about like and that maybe we haven't done in a long time and that comes with you know patience and waiting and things like that and speaking of waiting and patience and slowing down on my vacay i went to the drive-in Woo! i love the drive-in many a teenage makeout session was spent at the drive-in but not this time because we took the kids to the drive-in it was great everyone was at the drive-in we went to go see the Minions movie and Jurassic Park obviously was there too. Everybody fell asleep for that one. But what can I say? Minions was cute. It was like based in the 70s. It's some powerful female characters in it. Very good. Very cute. But I love the drive-in because I mean, nothing's changed. It's like the best. The kids each wanted like a foot long hot dog or whatever. Of course, my eldest is like, I can't have the bun. That's too many carbs. I've already had too many carbs tonight. So he just like had a huge foot long hot dog. I'm who might deprive my kids of a hot dog, even though I don't eat meat at the freaking like driving. They're, they're gigantic. They're like this big. They're huge. It was like a boat. I was like, even with my youngest, I was like, she's four. I was like, honey, are you gonna be able to eat that? And even was like, Rob was like, sweetie, are you gonna be able to finish that? And she was like, oh, daddy, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, Yes, princess, that is a lot. It's it's so much. But I mean, like, nothing's changed at all. It's still the same nostalgia. You still get a chili dilly, which is like a cold, almost frozen dill pickle on a stick. I didn't get one this time because I knew I would get heartburn because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> but they used to have chili dillies there. They have deep fried dill pickles. Another thing I can't get because heartburn. As I was pregnant with my first, I went on a, on a, a, a little haunted Halloween ride with my mom. I don't know, I was bummed out or something. So she took me on a haunted Halloween ride and I was pregnant with my first and she took me to, to Harvey's. She said, you got a craving for something? I said, yeah, I really want deep fried pickles and they just got them on their menu. I'll tell you, I got so sick from those fucking deep fried pickles because I got heartburn and like pregnancy heartburn is no fucking joke. Heartburn's no fucking joke no, no matter what, but oh my God, pregnancy heartburn's the worst. I was sick for like two days. So I haven't had a deep fried pickle since I was pregnant with my first child who will be eight come fall. So it's been a while. It's been like probably about eight years since I've had a deep fried pickle because fuck that. I never want to have that experience again. Terrible, terrible. Like I say, I've been, I've been watching movies. I've been doing reading and stuff like that. I saw some interesting movies so far, like obviously on my, on my vacay. I mentioned that I saw The Black Phone. I'm not gonna spoil it for you because I know a lot of you have not had the opportunity to go see uh, The Black Phone. It's actually playing at the drive-in. Oh shit, I wouldn't take my kids to see that one. Fuck no. You want, you want to spend your money on something? You're gonna spend it on bags and bags and bags of therapy for your children if you let them see The Black Phone. That is not a movie that you should let them see. I will say, Ethan Hawke has gotten creepier with age and these roles that he's taking on that are kind of creepy and scary, I think that are, they I think they're really good for him and I think they really suit him well. If nothing else, see the movie for cool set design and production design, uh, neat costume design and wardrobe design. There's some neat cinematography and some cool like cinematic aspects. The plot's not super thick. It's a bit sludgy, but really all in all, it's worth the watch. It's a pretty good movie. I wouldn't say it's great, but all in all, it's worth the watch. But speaking of great movies, because I've gotten in touch with many a side, especially my like my nature side and my exercising side back again with 
with with being being off and and and, and kind of having a little bit of vacation and i got in touch with after watching the bruce lee documentary the 30 for 30 tsn documentary like water bruce lee so good those tsn documentaries those 30 for 30 documentaries are like amazing the nature boy one on rick flair woo! it's amazing if you haven't seen the rick flair nature boy documentary on tsn for the 30 for 30 it's heartbreaking but it's fantastic it's amazing but if you haven't seen bruce lee like water i encourage you to see it because not only does it talk about like Kung Fu and things like that. And I mean, I practice Kung Fu now, obviously, and have for years and practice martial arts and things like that. We started out doing martial arts really young when I was a kid at a place called Olympic Karate. I, le I, I, I learned a, a practice called Ken Po. From Ken Po, I went through like Jeet Kune Do. After like that, I went to Jiu Jitsu. And after Jiu Jitsu, it was more of a, it, now it's like Kung Fu which is what Bruce Lee practiced. It was a lot of Bruce Lee for me growing up. So obviously Bruce Lee watching this Like Water documentary for me, again, it was a rewatch for me, but still like being like water and, you know, watching, you know, the properties of water and kind of like really absorbing this again and then getting back into my practice of, you know, like my meditation and my Kung Fu and my like Tai Chi and my stretching and all those kinds of things and then hiking again. It was really interesting to watch, but it was really interesting about this particular documentary that I had never looked at from this angle before was Bruce Lee's take on racism and kind of the Asian hate sort of movement that started kind of even back way before Bruce Lee was a, a big movie star and not that big of a movie star because there weren't many leading Asian men in America because they were really looked on um, at, at, at the as weak by the movie, like by Hollywood, by like the movie people and the movie bigwigs and stuff like that. So Bruce Lee wanted to kind of prove that like an Asian man could be strong. So he went to Hong Kong and did movies there and, and he knocked it out of the park. But he really wanted to show America how beautiful his culture was and how beautiful Chinese culture was. Because at this time, I think that Chinese people, and they say a lot in that documentary, were were uh, model. What did they call them? Model minorities. That's horrible. They call them model minorities because you know Chinese people at that time had a reputation of just kind of putting their head down because of building up the West and the railroads and things like that, and how they were tortured there. Building up those railroads, they kind of put their head down, did a lot of work, did long hours, didn't complain, didn't say a word. There's obviously a reason they didn't say a word, because they'd be killed. It was horrible if you read about like that kind of history. It's horrible, horrible, racist, long, bad relationship there with America for uh, Asian Americans. But like I say, working on the railroad was not so good. And he wanted to shed light on the fact that, you know, Chinese Americans were model minorities and it's, it, it wasn't really that they kept their heads down and, and, and went to work and didn't say anything and didn't cause a ruffle in the feathers. It's just that they kind of like weren't allowed to. There were other people that maybe caused more of a civil rights like uproar at the time, but he was just trying to kind of do it in his own way, in a beautiful way, and kind of like display the culture as being beautiful. And I mean, his movies became huge in America too, obviously more after he passed away. But 
Bruce Lee is just kind of one of those like huge phenomenon <laughs> sort of folks that is just he just blows my mind. So watching that documentary kind of got me back centered and 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 focused back to my practices, especially with meditation and like I say in Kung Fu and movement and like fluidity and things like that. Moving my body, it's good for you. And it got me back to thinking about like nature and you know, obviously nature boy and a hike. I did a hike the other day. Oh my God, I did 20 five kilometers of hiking my feet were disgusting they were absolutely disgusting i barefooted it of course because why not i'm getting all these like dms and questions about barefooting it i'm gonna tell you right now i'm not a barefoot fucking expert about barefooting it in the woods if you want to follow someone who's like a barefoot naturalist i've been following a guy named cody lundeen since i was 19 years old ever since before instagram and all those shits Before all your luxurious social media accounts, before even his luxurious social media accounts, I've been following like uh, like Cody Lundin. He's a naturalist from America. He lives out in the desert. He's built his own house. And he's barefooted everywhere he's gone for, I don't know, probably 30 years. And I've been practicing the practice of barefoot, not totally barefoot all the time, but barefoot now, I mean, almost all the time, but barefoot, almost totally barefoot, for since I was like 19, I started, that's when I started dabbling in this barefootness and tried it out and tried to go for walks barefoot in the, like the forest, places where I knew it was safe for my toes. But I'm getting lots of messages being like, Tanya, should I barefoot it? Do you think that I should barefoot it? Tanya, do you think it's a good idea that I barefoot it? Tanya, I'm too afraid to barefoot it because there's needles around my park. I'm like, yikes. So it's like, I'm not aficionado on barefooting. If you want to know about it, find obviously someone who is an expert or find a guide who knows about barefooting. But if you are going to barefoot, please Go do it somewhere that is not unsafe. You know what I mean? Don't go barefooted downtown. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, like, I didn't do that kind of thing. You're like, be careful. You know what I mean? And so that's my expert advice to you. Find out someone who knows more about barefooting than me and talk to them about it. I don't want to be your liability today, tomorrow, or ever, for always. I'm, I, I just, I don't want it to happen. So when it comes to, to, to Nature Boy, it's obviously barefooting's crazy. I had to do some barefooting. And then I washed my feet on TikTok. And I was talking to like my rider die. I was talking to my homie the other day. And her and I were talking about, she's one of my best friends in the world. We're, we're talking about my TikTok. And she's like, oh my God, your TikTok. I'm like, I know. She's like, it's like a peek inside your psychotic brain. I'm like, yes, it is. She's like, what do you put on there? I'm like, just like whatever I think of like at the moment. She's like, your TikTok is a wild ride through the wild kingdom. I'm like, I know. I know it is. I know it is, dude. Like, for real. I know it is. My dude, for real. My TikTok's something. If you like weirdness, go ahead and subscribe to my TikTok. If you don't like weirdness, don't. Because trust me, it's just strange. <laughs> but like I say, in your... In, in, in the jungle, the mighty jungle, while, where I was hiking, like I hiked from like basically one end of the city kind of like to the other. And then I like circled back and ended up where I came back again. And then later on, I like took my kids like where I went, even though I was fucking like exhausted because they wanted to go too. But I didn't take them like hiking and crazy because I was like, I don't want them to get in poison ivy and they're not going to barefoot it. They're small. You know what I mean? So I'm like, let's take the whole family, but like not go where mommy went because that's not smart. So... <laughs> 
I did 25K. I want to tell you, it was the hottest day fucking ever. And I packed a backpack. And of course, it had like crazy things in it because I was by myself. So I didn't need to pack like things for my son, like coolers with insulin and like rescue material in case he had like a diabetic, like low or shock or almost coma or anything like that while we're out. You know, you have to pack everything when you have someone that needs those things. If you have someone who is dependent on those things, their life depends on those things and they're the life supporting equipment and they're, they're, they're kind of like depending on it to help their well-being. You need to have that there for them. But it's just me. So a big, big, heavy backpack, you know, a 40 pound backpack's no fucking joke when you're hiking like 25 kilometers in 40 degree weather. But I kept like shade and I kept two soft areas that were like tree covered and forest because I'm smart like that. I'm cool like that. But I had my emergency pack. I had a good knife in there. I had matches. I had a lighter in case like one of them got wet. I had a solar blanket. I had, oh my God, a first, basic like first aid kit that's got a sewing kit in it and things like that. I had Benadryl because I'm allergic to everything. You know, I got to pack an EpiPen because I'm allergic to bees. Uh, on ice, obviously. I packed some ice with me. I packed a couple of bandanas because if they got really hot, I always put a bandana on and the sweat that's in it will keep your head you know, you, you squeeze that on yourself or if you get it wet, you can squeeze that down on your head and make yourself cool. Obviously, sunscreen, bug spray, fishing line, a couple lures, band-aids, after bite, you know, all the, all the things. You know, I think I put it on my Instagram when I put in my, my little emergency kit because you need those little things around, you know, when you're going on a hike. And obviously, bring your cell phone or something with you because if you get lost out, you don't know what the fuck is going to happen to you. What if you fall the fuck down off of some rocky crag and you're all by yourself? You don't know what's going to happen to you. So bring something with you and make sure you have a rescue ring. And speaking of rescue ring, so this made me laugh. Even though I like conquered my 25K the other day, I was like, oh, a rescue ring in case I fall down here and like die or something. And then I thought about rescue rings on dates because I thought about like the drive-in and kissy kissy face because we were like laughing about that. Rob's like, you used to come here and kiss boys? I'm like, yes whatever. I used to come here and not watch movies and whatever. Let's not talk about that. But I was like talking about things that you need in your survival kit. And I was thinking about like dating and things that you need in a dating survival kit. Now I never like I didn't need too many things like in dating survival kits because I didn't do too much dating because I was pretty monogamous for like a long time. And then I did have a point where I was dating because I told you all about you know, my hot summer of dating. And then obviously I started dating like Rob after I got split with my first partner, like my first husband. <clears throat> so after we split up, Rob and I started dating. And like, I, th I think for a dating kit, this wasn't really pertaining to Rob, but I think for a dating kit, there's only a few things you need as, a, as for me, at least for me, I need a rescue ring or a rescue ringer, like an excuse. And this wasn't for Rob. This was for people prior. <laughs> baby wipes you always need those and like you also need like your own form of transportation whether it's your bike or your car or two feet in a heartbeat you always need your own way out of there you don't need to depend on anyone for a ride or anything like that always have your own way home safe way home but like when i met rob i didn't really need to worry about these things when we were dating because we just kind of started dating i will say you do need a thick skin when when you first start dating anyone but like I have one of those. So it was no problem. I don't need a thick skin. I'm good. Like what I say, when I say, when I started dating Rob, I didn't really need any of these things. Everything was awesome. I will tell you, you need mos mosquito bite like cream, 
like when you're on like first dates because sometimes like even especially dates to the drive-in <laughs> or anywhere where you're going to be out in the elements you might get mosquito bites and you don't know where they're going to be where's the most uncomfortable place you've been bitten by a mosquito or like a bee i'm going to say like the eyeball like right on the eyelid is a terrible place to get stung by a mosquito because i swell up like a golf ball anywhere i get stung by mosquitoes so one of those things in my rescue bag is benadryl also with afterbite mosquito cream and bug spray anything with lots of deet in it that's one thing i might be vegan but Mm -mm. when i'm out in the elements i can't get bit by anything i'll start sneezing and coughing and hacking and carrying on i don't need any of that shit so i pack those i pack those i pack those for me but like i say in a dating rescue kit when i dated rob i didn't need anything because like we had a long distance relationship for a little while we started dating and then he was living in las vegas at the time and i was living here in london at the time and so we were like kind of like back and forth he was only really down we only like dated and saw each other before we like moved in together like not a long long time but we knew each other for a really long time and we talked a lot and we formed like a real like relationship before we started like living together and made sure we like had that mutual love and trust for each other you don't just start living with someone that's like crazy to me at least it's crazy i just some for some people it works i had friends who their parents started living together like a week after they started dating they're still married now and they like my friends like my age and they started dating when they were like 19. awesome sauce but different strokes for different folks oh yeah that's it's just not for me i think you got to get to know someone so that's 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 what i think that's i definitely think you got to get to know someone i think getting bit by a mosquito on the eye is bad but getting bit by bees for me at least is worse because getting bit by bees for me is thomas j my girl you forgot her glasses you you got to put on her glasses i would be dead if i got stung by a bunch of bees when i was a kid i found out the hard way I was mildly allergic to bees because as a kid I was mildly allergic to bees some bees flew up my shorts I've probably told this story on the podcast before I was on the driveway I had a bunch of friends over on my driveway all of them had fudgesicles I did not but I had this candy striper pair of rainbow ass shorts on that my mom put on me I look like a whole fruit stand I was like I look like striped gum like ridiculous that zebra striped gum that striposaurus gum Whatever you call it, Striposaurus Rex, whatever they call that character. Fuck. Ugh. They all had fudgesicles. I had nothing. I got stung. I had wasps fly up my shorts, sting me all over my fucking legs. My mom, like, I'm screaming. She thinks I'm getting abducted by a stranger. I'm screaming my fucking head off, so she has to throw my ass in the bath with a bunch of baking soda. Then, like, as I got older, the more I got stung by mosquitoes, stinging insects and bees and stuff, finally had an allergy test. You're allergic to bees, bitch! So, that's, that's, that's not fun. So, until I die, I'm allergic to bees! Not fun! Not cool! I'm sitting here talking about shorts when I should be really talking about my dad's shirt, curated vintage. This is what real curated vintage actually looks like. When my dad was younger, after he was not at Ford Motor Company anymore, he had a TV business and a, and a movie rental business with his dad called All View TV Rental. Like I say, they rented TVs and he rented movies and all kinds of things like that. And he had a baseball team. Pecan was double zero, Paul Can. He was double zero. And uh, he was just a little guy. He was the size of me. 
<laughs> when he was about my age. He played ball before I was born, even before he like fucked up his thumb really bad because he did fuck up his thumb because playing ball. My dad played baseball. And so I was going through his things and everything like that. And I had found one of his shirts in his closet or whatever. And so I decided to wear it. And uh, it just reminded me like why I love movies and growing up around the movie store and growing up around things that my dad had that were like affiliated with the movie store it was a fun way to kind of you know grow up and that's probably why I love movies in places like the drive-in and stuff like that now because I had a positive experience with movies like growing up because my dad would always bring us home whatever was new and cool or he'd bring us home like a neat poster or there'd be like a stand-up cutout person in the basement to scare the shit out of me <laughs> Like I say, Humphrey Bogart was my worst fucking nightmare for a long time. He just, don't Bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Humphrey Bogart once got famously caught smoking a joint in front of a club and got arrested. That's why that song, Don't Bogart, don't Bogart That Joint, got, got fame with Country Joe McDonald and the Fish, I believe it was. It could have been Country Joe McDonald and the Fish. It could have been anyone wasn't Humphrey Bogart, though. He was in jail for smoking a joint. He was in the joint. Now, also, I'm wearing my dad's shirt, but I'm also wearing I'm also wearing my dad's bracelet. Has, has anyone ever worn a Q-ray? I have pain, like, pretty much all the time. So I have a Q-ray ionized bracelet on. I gave my dad this, this Q-ray ionized bracelet, and I was thinking of my dad. May he rest in peace. And I gave him for a birthday present one year because it still had a note on it this Q-Ray ionized bracelet because he had carpal tunnel syndrome in his hands and he plays guitar, like he played guitar like, like, like I do and played, you know, different, I play a piano too. So I can't have pain in my hands because like it's killing me, right? I can't play fucking instruments if my hands are sore. So I was like, I'm going to put this Q-Ray bracelet on. He never opened the gift I bought him. I was like, dad, I bought you this Q-Ray ionized bracelet. It's supposed to activate your chi and make sure all your little pressure points are happy. Did not open it oh dad oh dad so funny so i'm wearing it now it's working for my chi and my chi's activated so there we go chi activated level unlocked fucking like achievement unlocked completely i'm like my level of playing right now is like not even it's gone from beginner like novice beginner to expert to intermediate achievement unlocked she is unlocked. <laughs> Let me say that my TikTok comments this week left me almost deceased. Someone said to me that I shouldn't be washing my feet and showing it for free. <laughs> that I should be like paying, like getting people to pay like me money for it. I was laughing so hard. I was like, incoming, only free to count. That's not happening. If there's pictures of my feet, you're welcome. And you like that stuff, you know, fucking, you know, go for it, wiki feet, whatever. I don't give a shit. Oh my God. What can I say? <sighs> when I ended my hike the other day, I want to say that I ended it with like a happy ending. But I don't want to say that it was a total happy ending because I did like an uphill climb. I was like Miley Cyrus, you know, like there's always, always going to be an uphill battle. There's not always, always, there is always going to be an uphill battle. But like, really, there was like this climb that I had to do that was like this far up and I had to like hold on to like <laughs> trees and stumps and stuff. And then I had to like do a tick check when I got home, obviously, and make sure that everything is okay from being out in the elements and the sunscreen and shower and not be gross and whatever. 
But oh my God, was it one sweaty fucking hike? I'm glad I wore pure cotton to go. Cause like, if you don't, you're an ass. And I wore lots of bug spray. But like I say, it was an uphill battle. I didn't listen to any music. I just, uh, I just went and, 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 and went for the hike. But I have been listening to a lot of music lately. Oh my God. Obviously I bought Louise Post's new album. I bought it like digitally so I could listen to it now. And then also I had to get some other copies of it. Louise Post's new album, uh, uh, like, uh, is, is something she released herself and she's digitized all this footage and obviously Louise Post is from Veruca Salt and seeing the footage is amazing like it brought tears to my eyes listening to the album brought tears to my eyes and I listened to it over and over again it's so motive it's so good she's really poured herself into it and I'm so impressed so really 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 excited about Louise Post's new 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 stuff and she's recording like a full-length album too so I'm looking forward to that and then all like she and him all of a sudden released their tribute to Brian Wilson and it's called Melt Away and it's if it was anyone else, honestly, other than Matt Ward and Zoe Deschanel, like, hey, I'm Zoe Deschanel, like, I'm stuck in a bubble, I don't know what's going on right now, hey, guys, how's it going, I grow my own vegetables, I live with a guy from two property guys, I thought they were uh, a couple, but actually they're brothers, and now I'm dating one of them, that's Zoe Deschanel. Um, imagine being on the moon, and everything now is just like a big one, big space toilet, like, that's Zoe Deschanel in a nutshell. But I love hearing her like sing and I love Matt Ward. And I think if it was anyone else doing these arrangements with Brian Wilson, other than she and him, like I say, Matt Ward and Zoe Deschanel, I don't think that I would like it. I'd be like, that bastardized the Beach Boys and that bastardized Brian Wilson. And I don't like it because I'm a Beach Boy snob. But I have been listening to the album over and over and over. And of course, the vinyl's in the mail, bitch. Of course it is. I love it because I support music. I don't want to just, I buy Apple Music, obviously, so I can buy artists' work, but I don't want to, like, stream things always for free. I want to buy the physical copy of it from the artist so they make money too, you know what I mean? So it's not always, like, some record company or some big capitalist company, like I say, making money. I'm not cool with capitalism, man. I'm a socialist. There ain't nothing wrong with socialism. When did socialism become a bad word? You want to listen to a good album? You go get your hands on this new She and Him album, Melt Away, the tribute to Brian Wilson. And it's just beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. I've listened to it, I don't know how many times now. My family's probably so sick of it, but it's great. So get yourself some, it's a great summer album because obviously the Beach Boys is summer, like to me at least. Get it, put it on, buy the vinyl, buy the CD, go down to your local record shop. You can buy it online, but make sure you buy it from She and Him. Don't buy it from some third party bullshit company buy their stuff off their site it's important to buy bands merch off the band site and don't buy it off some other third party thing not cool don't do that buy it off the, the person buy it off the people buy it off the humans that make it that said i'm going to be joining you again next week for another episode of 21st century rocker mom until then you can catch me and maybe next week like I say, maybe next week I will spill the beans on the band, but we'll see what happens then. It's going to be a crazy fucking week. It's going to be traveling and babbling and waveling and going all over the place. But you can catch me on the flip flop. You can catch me obviously on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can catch me ticking, talking inside my brain what's going on in this crazy brain. Check it out on TikTok at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can check me out on YouTube at Tanya Candler Channel. If you just subscribe to Tanya Candler channel 
and you just hit the little notification bell, you'll get something every time it goes live and you'll get a little something. Might be doing more lives. Like I say, the cooking show is coming out. You'll be able to see that. That'll just come up on Tandy Candler channel too. You can stream me wherever you stream anything right now. You can catch me on Twitter, usually bitching about something on Twitter, at Tandy Candler. If you want to check me out there, I'm always there. But yeah, check me out here every week i will be with you unless i'm on vacation and sometimes i'll even be with you then but i will see you soon and uh i hope you have a wonderful week and i love you all thank you again for tuning in i appreciate each and every one of you be good to each other have a wonderful week like i say be excellent to one and other like i always say have your pets spayed or neutered and help control the pet population have your husband get a vasectomy and help control just kidding. Cut that out.